All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode. I don't even know, man. It's been so long. It's got to be like 26. Episode, it's been so long. Just start it over. Yeah, of the Daily Face Off. This is 1B. <laughs> <laughs> episode, who cares, of the Daily Face Off podcast. I am your host, as you heard, Brock Segan with me. As always, to my right, I have Dylan D. Berthiam. How's it going, Dylan? What's up, Brock? Sounds like a party. <laughs> and to my left, Michael Beebs Bondi. How's it going, Michael? It's going good. I do have to point out that you sounded like such an like, old man there. Just like, oh, sounds like a party. That happens. It's like cranking your, your pants above your nipples. <laughs> Super old man about it, you know. Every yeah. now and then. It's been so long, I kind of forget how to podcast. So yeah. I guess I'll just turn into how an old... How to podcast? You teach me to podcast? I'll teach you to podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we are... In the middle of August, we have... Yep. It's hot AF in this garage. Oh, right yeah. Now. Super hot. Yeah, don't worry. The studio. podcast studio is studio. Uh, in the works. This might be our first ever Tarps Off podcast. <laughs> I hope not. 
Well, we walked in. We Certainly walked, not my first heart problem. <laughs> we walked into the basement and Dee bitched for like 11 minutes about how it was 55 At degrees least. down there. And then we come in the garage and it's like 85. So there's I don't no winning. There's, no there's no There's no in between. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. Anyways, like I said, we're in the middle of August here. We're uh, about just over a month away from the World Cup of Hockey. I think right it starts in the middle of September. Yep, middle of September. It's October first, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, we're just uh, just over a month away of that. So we're actually gonna end up doing a we'll do a preview for the World Cup because that's gonna be exciting. It'll be Got fun it. to watch. Um, but it's time to start talking about f- fantasy hockey. I mean, I've uh, you know I'll walk through Shoppers Drug Mart or all sorts of different places, and you see the magazines for fantasy football and that's when you know you're just like you're just right there you're right you're right around the corner once you start prepping for fantasy yeah. football you know fantasy hockey is <laughs> that's just what i think is creeping yeah. around brock's yeah. daily uh <laughs> daily shoppers trips yeah yeah i don't go that often but i don't know needs his necessities yeah shampoo's important <laughs> oh, yeah. you gotta smell good <laughs> can't stink like you? shit all the time no um, no, no, but you so basically, here's what's gonna Super happen. Uh, we're gonna talk about some bullshit first, like we always do. Yep. Uh, and we're in the middle of the Olympics. So if you're we're obviously to gonna we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Olympics. Uh, there's been some crazy stuff going on in the KHL over the last couple of days. Yep. Um, and then also the NHL Network released its top 20 forwards right now. Um, we're gonna break that down because I personally disagree pretty heavily with the list. For the most part. Uh, so we're going to also give you guys our top five current NHL forwards. And then we're going to get right into the fantasy hockey. Pretty much the when you're going into a year of fantasy hockey or football, you're always looking for that sleeper or those rookies that are going to break out. So that's what we're going to give you on our first episode of the 2016-17 fantasy hockey preview show nice. so we'll give you uh, some breakout candidates saying. some rookies and as always we'll get to your fantasy hockey questions uh at the end of the show uh but let's start with the hottest topic currently which is the the rio olympics canada is doing pretty good the canadian women J- jamie alexiak's sister is just killing it in the pool yeah. darnell nurse's sister killing, killing it on the court yeah so Tons of good blood. Just hockey, hockey siblings. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Apparently, if I had a sister... Imagine you know, being those parents. Yeah. Just like, oh, well, my son's in the NHL. My daughter is in the Olympics just winning medals. <laughs> it's like, well, good for you. I don't know what you've been doing your whole life, but you produce some fantastic something, children. Right. Doing something, right? Uh, but I guess what everybody's really talking about is Michael Phelps. This guy's just outrageous. What has he got, 21? 21 at this point. 21 medals now. tonight he could be 22. So and it's like 18 or 19 gold medals. No, it's all 20. It's 21 golds. And then four just bronze and silver. So he is 26 total right now. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You I, sure? Oh, yeah. I think you're wrong, but it doesn't matter. Right, okay. I feel like he's, he's got, got more off. I think he's like eight. It is a lot of gold. Last I night, think he had like eight gold. Last night was his 20. Yeah. I think he's like, he had like he eight had 19 golds. No, last night was his 20. Yeah. He had like eight in Beijing. Yeah. We, we definitely Tonight only we did our research seconds. on fantasy hockey. Yeah. Not yeah. enough Michael Phelps research. Anyways, you shouldn't be coming to us for facts. That's what Google's for. Yeah. We still have, we're, we're, still work, we're, still, we're still working on the facts. Definitely not real facts. No. But there's a lot of discussion today, specifically because he just picked up another gold yesterday. Um, is Michael Phelps one of or the greatest athlete of all time? Um, I will say this. He's, uh, his chances to up his medal count 
are definitely more than the average Olympic athlete. Like, but like, I mean, how many event, how many events does a lot of relay ones? Right. Well, yeah. just in general, right? Like, yeah. how many swimming events does he compete for? Obviously, like, I'm not knocking the guy. He's amazing. No, yeah. Like, Has there's not amazing. like like Usain Bolt winning gold at 31. Is impressive. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like Usain Bolt. Fastest man in the world, but he only has yeah, a couple. He's got one hundred, two hundred relay, right? Yeah. Three events, three events. He doesn't. Day. He doesn't run seven different or eight events no. and have a chance to do. But but has there been a, a a man or woman that have dominated their sport as much as Michael Phelps? Yeah. Like there's like there's like the Muhammad Ali's and the Michael Jordans and stuff. But like Michael Phelps is just straight dominant, and like he like just he like takes like four years off, goes and gets high. Hits the ball and gets in trouble. <laughs> comes back and he still dominates everybody. He did also. True American he did hero. also go to rehab. The true so, American yeah. hero. So, but not for Such not a- for hitting the ball and getting high. A couple DUIs to his name. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's like, well, I, I don't have to swim for another four years, so I might as well just party my ass off. Which and then should never drink. It actually it came out. He came out saying that the first couple Olympics that he's winning medals. He wasn't even really trying when he was training. He said he just knew he was going to win them regardless, which is that's crazy. Like it's a pretty baller move. You just destroying the olympics and you're barely trying and you have a body like a fish and i'm jealous we like we flip out like in canada want a fish body no well, <laughs> we flip out in canada like every time we just no. like battle so hard and like pull out like a bronze we're just like oh my god that's amazing he's just like yeah hey, see us in the winter olympics yeah bro. he's just like he's like we didn't even tr- i didn't even try and i won eight goals like okay Mike. okay well that's pretty easy to say 18 that, goals that's coming in but two silver so he's 21 gold. Well, you know, Usain no, Bolt also wrong. jogged in. It's coming in. I'm, lo- I'm like looking at it in front of you. 2012's where it ends. Boom. I'm and just saying. three golds this year. For the whole not trying thing, Let Usain Bolt shit. definitely jogged into a world record base multiple <laughs> puts times. His, puts his hands. I was <laughs> like, yeah. That, yeah, the fact that he likes sellies. But yeah. we should probably talk about hockey. No? Yeah. I just wanted to talk about Michael Phelps for a bit because Michael Phelps is great. Um, and then for the people. I'm sure there's the majority of you out there have seen this video already over the last couple days, um, but if, if any of you guys missed it, there was a crazy-ass brawl in the cage. It wasn't even really a brawl. It was just like a, a one-man just destruction um, in KHL preseason game the other day. I think NHL hits. Yeah, he did. A lot. I'm yeah. going to butcher this guy's name. That's fine. But deserves to be butchered. His first name's Dahmer, for sure. Um, what? Dahmer could be Demir. No, that's Dahmer. That's Dahmer for sure. At all. I think it's definitely Dahmer. Enough to be for sure of that. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I cannot even go with this last. Pretty big Re- lead. Res- Repi- Respiev? I got, have no idea. Gotcha, boss. Uh, Dahmer Zepsev. Rips- Who cares? Rispaya. Anyways, so Rispaya. this guy, so Rispaya. this guy, Dahmer. We're just gonna call him Dahmer. <laughs> he looked like Jeffrey out there on the ice. <laughs> uh, but so so Dahmer went out. Sucker punched, just decided to sucker punch a guy, and then proceeded to basically one punch three other players before skating to the opponent's bench and grabbing a guy. They weren't even really one punch. Let's be real; all those guys were just dropping. Yeah, they were just turned. They just wanted nothing. Just wanted nothing to do with him. But he he basically tosses out. Yeah, that was the best hit. So he basically like knocked a guy out, but like not actually because the guy just dropped. And then he would ragdoll around the ice for three seconds, and then just skate on to the next guy. But basically, he's like pointing out, calling out his next victim. Like the best one, the one guy's like already in a fight with another guy, and he just goes in there and just grabs him and starts hammering. Like sup? How are you doing that in the tryout? Like you're like, hey coach, hey coach, like watch this. Like he's gonna get, he's gonna get me on the team right here. Well, let's see what I can do. Dude, Chinese puck, you gotta play to the stereotypes. KHL though. Russian, is 
it? Yeah, it was the Chinese team. Oh, though. was that team? Oh, yeah. that's like their one of their first games then, and they're yeah. just coming out with that. Dude, you got to play to the stereotype and sell some ticks. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, be high, they got to be like, oh, right? ho- hockey, we fight all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time. That's what they said. Um, but so basically, yeah, I think he one punched like five people and then went and tried to fight the bench. It was hilarious. If you haven't seen the video, definitely look it up. Um, but this should also come as no surprise. I looked up this guy's numbers and. <laughs> in 23 career KHL games, Dahmer has zero points, 10 fighting majors, and a whopping 194 penalty minutes. Like, that's just... If that's not the definition of a goon, I don't know what is. It's like, well, I've never even gotten an assist, but I have beat the shit out of a lot of people. Does he have, like, any shots on net? Like, oh, I don't know. Probably some off his this ass. This guy is the goon character. Yeah. yeah. Off his, off Take 69! Kids. It's hilarious! I... <laughs> But uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's gold. You have to look it up. There was also the KHL coaches fight this week. Which, yep. uh Things are happening in the KHL. Imagine this thing. shit happened in the NHL. Like, the world just explode. To be honest, it was happening not too long ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20, yeah. yeah. 15 and a half? Yeah, seriously. I've never seen a video of a K- of an NHL player skating around the ice just punching everybody what? in sight. You haven't seen the one of the guy who takes on the bench? I don't know his name, but played for Minnesota. Did he, like, jump right into the bench and just... Yeah. No, he went up to him and, like, gave him, like, the anyone who wants to come at me, come at me off the bench kind of thing and just, like, started pointing at people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this guy, like, people were calling for this guy to just be, like, suspended for, like, life from, like, any... Hockey. But the coach was like, that's a lot of production. Can we talk about how terrible of a job the linesman did? Yeah, dude, they were up. just standing there. <laughs> he, the one guy grabbed him after the first initial fight, and then he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'll go to the box. The linesman's like, all right, all right. Yeah. He just skates away from him, and then he just goes on a tear. Like, that's all in the linesman. How do you let one guy just go off like that? Like even once he grabbed like his third... He should never have got to that third yeah, guy. Even once, he, as I was just say, even once he grabbed his or third victim... Like, the Lions were still just standing there, just, like, letting him ragdoll this guy's like, dude, like, you gotta, like, just take this guy to the ice. Seriously, just tackle him. Take him out. Maybe I they mean, were scared he was gonna start going them. And they definitely were. Nobody wants uh, and, like, it would not have been surprising. Like, he was going off. Yeah, that was great. But One of the better things I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, KHL preseason hockey, I might have, like, Apparently I might buy, high. like, a package. <laughs> like, a, like, a package deal, like, just to watch the preseason. Just the preseason. Like, the KHL preseason package. KHL center ice. Tim Beebs is just looking up. <laughs> I want to see how much it costs, because some of us are serious about these things. I don't think Russia sells stuff. Yeah, I don't. Not to us. <laughs> they, only just, they just dope and then still go to the Olympics somehow and win. Yep. Yeah. Poor shit. But they're let's get into some hockey. It. Come on. let's get. We're, we're, we're 12 minutes in. Let's get into some hockey. So like we I mentioned off the top, the NHL Network named its top 20 forwards right now. So I'm going to run through the list of the top 20, and then we're going to each give you our top five. Maybe we um, should go like bit by bit so it's easier to digest for our listeners. Five, talk about it. Five, talk about it. Or ten. I mean, 20 names is just a lot to take okay. in. Yeah, that's true. A lot of bodies. A lot of digesting. Yeah, just thinking about the people. Well, number one, according to the National Network. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. That's definitely the... Patrick Kane, yeah. coming off a career year where he just blew his personal best out of the water. He was definitely the best forward last year. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, right now, best forward in the league, it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's the only guy that got 100 points, so let's just put him at the top of the list. So, Patrick Kane's number one. It's a bit of a stretch. Not surprising at all. Number two is Sidney Crosby. The kid. Yeah. Followed up 
by Alexander Ovechkin at three. It's tough. Right behind him, Jamie Benn. And then number five is Jonathan Taves. I don't really have a huge issue with this top five. Taves should be. Just the five. order. I just don't like... I think Taves is amazing. I think he's great too. But I don't think like we're not talking... We're not talking from like... I don't know. We're not talking from like I a mean, fantasy a perspective. Like a guy that you just points. want on your team. Taves has got to be at the top of... Like near the top of the list. Near, but I don't know. Top five. <sighs> top seven? We're talking. Yeah, but... Patrick Kane is like he's not even in my top five. To have him as the number one for dude, well, the guy has the guy hasn't even like laid a hit in like seven years. That's dumb. Why do you want your forwards laying like what, dude? I just don't. It's I not don't, his fault. He's got the puck sixty percent of the time. I don't care about that. I just I just want to see some physicality. Out no, of you don't. That's dumb I, as hell. You want him to get hurt? Like that's not necessary. No, no I don't want. You got other guys, guys like five. I don't want him running around people, like I don't want him to run around like Dahmer. I just want him to. Muck it up a little bit when he has to. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to. That's the thing. If you're putting him like 100 points Crosby's in the more physical than, well, yeah, than Patrick Kane. Yeah, you know he's getting reamed out every time he throws a hit by his coach. He's a lot bigger than him, too. I just, I have never been a huge fan of Patrick Kane. I love Clearly. tons of offensive upside. Evidently ripped it up last yeah. year. You know, the one thing you don't want out of your forwards is offensive yeah, upside. You don't want that. Especially top 20 <laughs> offensive That's forwards. not what I'm saying, but Obviously. I just like... Is he the best offensive forward in the NHL? Could be. Last year he was. Yeah. Obviously. But is he? I don't know. I have him in my top five. Yeah. I wouldn't put him at number one. Putting him ahead of Tate. But there's definitely a case to be made. He's got some. He's got great mitts. Yeah, he's got the best mitts. If he I kept say. his mouth guard <laughs> in his mouth, like, 100% of even 60% So this of is why he's not on the list. It actually he does he more when you have guard. half of it hanging out. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. Better for your team. <laughs> Thought, Moving on. You thought about it first. Moving on. Well, you <laughs> look so convincing in your argument. <laughs> Moving on. Number six, Joe Pavelski, which probably a little too high, but yeah, that shocked me. Um, seven, there. John Tavares. Eight, Anze Kopitar. Nine, Tyler Seguin. Kopitar is about three years too late being in the top ten. I would say. Yeah, I like him there. Sure, just gotta. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, just not the point producer he once was. Complete player though, sure, sure. But I'd rather take Bergeron at this point. But that's just yeah. I think he's too far down as it is. Anyways. Yes, yes. Number ten. We'll talk about Sorry. this in a second. Number ten is Evgeny Malkin. Um, okay. Here's a question for you: Would you rather have? Oh my God, stay <laughs> Would you rather have Patrick Kane and Anze Kopitar on your team, or Jonathan Taves and Tyler Segan? You could pick one of those duos. Feel like they're fairly comparable. I would take the latter, but mostly because I think Taves is a lot better than Kopitar at this point. Which is like I I think Kopitar is really really good. Yeah, fantastic. but his offensive upside just kind of seems to be depleting uh, year yeah. after year. I'd agree. And Taves that is team like, just doesn't score. Oh, yeah. If not, you're getting better out of Taves, and then I don't know. Second, second Kane. We could easily be sitting in this position next year. And how is second first? The Kings have just over. you know had a knack for having really balanced scoring, it's which Seagan, is a really good thing. I'm not sagging. They get it wrong. The Americans sure. don't know how to say it. See, sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure yeah. he doesn't know how to say his own last name no. either. He's probably just like, why are they calling me Sagan? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think that's what his family goes by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, his family doesn't get it. Moving on to uh, 11 to 15, coming in at 11, nearly signed the biggest contract in NHL history with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they just didn't get him. 
11, Steven Stamkos. He also nearly signed the same contract with the Detroit Red Wings in there. Just, didn't just didn't get him. Didn't get him. Stevie Y did his job. It's like moving to Detroit isn't that appealing to people. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> talk to Mark Wahlberg. Guy loves Detroit. I'm sure he does. It's a very hipster thing to say of Mark. <laughs> yeah, I love shitty things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously though, could you have imagined Stamkos not being in the top ten like um, a yeah. year or two? Like I don't, and I disagree. I think he is in the top ten, but just like for would it you to be rather, semi-reasonable for him to be left out. Would you rather have Steven Stamkos or Joe Pavelski? Would you rather? It sounds like I'm trying to pass time at work right now. Um, Stamkos. Yeah, yeah, it's close. I love Pavelski, but right, but Pavelski I'd rather take the fifty goals, right? Like, well, I think Pavelski is. Actually, been a better goal scorer of the last three years than Stam. Well, but Stamkos has this like hey, Stamkos' ceiling is so high. He, but like, Stamkos but like, this is, is only this really is when you down when, last year, when right? exactly when you look yeah. at this list, it's like dude, they like, literally playmaker. Yeah, they literally just look at this and and, and I think like all they did was just go through like the points last year and it's like oh that seems about right. Yeah, like that's why I wanted to bring this list up because it's terrible in my opinion oh Goudreau oh my god number 12 is Vladimir Tarasenko number 13 Connor McDavid number 14 Patrice Bergeron number 15 Johnny Goudreau doesn't belong in the top 20 no is it if we're talking fantasy hockey absolutely Johnny Goudreau is a poor man's Patrick Kane essentially the poorest of men well not that poor huh like, guy's a 70, solid. 75 point player. Maybe like full time minimum wage. Like you could be debatably be making more money collecting welfare type thing. <laughs> I'm thinking he's higher up position at that point. Uh, no. like, I, I, I think Kudrow is awesome, but I don't think he's. He's not better than Claude Giroux, who comes in at 17. No, he's not. 16 is Joe Thornton. 17, Claude Giroux. 18, Nikita Kucherov. 19, Corey Perry. 20, Nicholas Backstrom. Ryan Gatslab, nowhere to be found. Because he had a bad year. Yeah, bad year. Had a bad half a year. Yeah. Hey, remember that bold prediction I made? Super bold. Boop. Yeah, it wasn't even really... The boldest of predictions. It kind of was. He doesn't really score goals in general. You should, you should tell people what it was at this point. Because I'm I sure... I think at the time we recorded, it was like the midway point. He had, goal. And he had one goal. And I think I said he'd finished the second half with 10. 15, I think. Oh, he didn't even get there then. Oh. Still, I thought it was ten. So it was bold. I thought it was yeah, ten it was goals bold. in the six, in the second half. Maybe it was finished the year with fifteen. He ended up with thirteen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty bold. But I don't know. So like for me, this list was horseshit for so, the most part. So. Um, but like, action's I, probably too far down too. I I, I feel like uh, I, I don't I mean like respect that much. Let's just put it out there. It's very hard to rate the best of the best, right? Because there's a lot of factors. Like obviously, all these players are really like, good. Minus. No, nah, they're all really yeah, good. They're all I good. wanted to throw someone yeah. on the bus real quick, but I don't think that really Nikita Kucherov's the top. No, 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 he's still really good. But <laughs> Definitely like, not. In front if of I'm starting action. a team tomorrow, like Ryan Getzlaff is on my team way before Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, way before. Yeah, for sure. Corey Perry like is not worse than Nikita Kucherov. Like most people hate Corey Perry. He's a son of a bitch for sure. But I would <laughs> love him on my team. Hell yeah, dude. But it's a rich be- man's Darcy Tucker. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say rich. I'd say like uh, it's a wealthy man. Yeah. Like Beebs, well off. He works like class. three days a week, but they're only six hour shifts. So mm-hmm. Beebs, I want to know who your top it's five forwards life. are. It's Brock's um, life. I'm just gonna slam them off quick. I have, at first I have a, I got Sid at first because he's he's Sid. Sure. Um, 
Sure. I mean, he took his team to the cup, and he's Sid. Uh, <laughs> I got Ovi at two because Sid and Ovi are just like you throw them up in the air, and whatever one lands first is better that year. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Ben at three because uh, Jamie Ben's a phenomenal forward. I love the what man. he does. Um, I mean, who doesn't? At four, I have Patrick Kane. Um, Brock, I know you said you wouldn't have him in your top five, but I absolutely would. Guy's an offensive dynamo. I don't, yeah, I was going to give it something, but that, that works. And then uh, just felt good. Finally, with my with my fifth one, I have uh, I got John Tavares. This is a guy who went down last year, kind of had a, an off year. I think he can really kind of dominate, take over. Yeah, the fact he was good. still as high as he was on this list kind of surprised yeah. me. Yeah. So um yeah, like so that's low? my list there. No, like he seemed pretty high. Like yeah. like, like if you're gonna just if, if you're gonna hate off, on Stamkos, then why not hate on Tavares? Yeah, like just playing hard, off yeah. what this like what this the list, this list was doing. On. Yeah, because yeah. I think yeah. I think Stamkos just seems a little odd to place him at seven. It's weird, like there's even like Ahead a, of Tyler even like a guy like Evgeny Malkin, like that's honestly a guy that is probably closer to the top five, if anything. But he just never stays healthy. It's like that's a that yeah. that's like one and, of the top guys. It's pretty, yeah, pretty big even for a guy of his. I've size. always wanted just one of those like one of them to mostly, break away. Yeah. I just want to know like Malkin is like get traded and go and be the guy and like. Go play for the Coyotes or something and see what he could do. I think he would be just because like you always see you always see like when like Crosby gets hurt, Malkin's just insane. Yeah, and like just more opportunity, vice right? versa. Um, they don't really play together, but they're winning cups, so I feel like they're like yeah, you take yeah, those. Cool, they yeah. don't give a shit. But uh, D, what's your top five? Uh, so I got Sid and then Obi, pretty standard. Um, uh. And then I got, I got Kane in there too, definitely. I just think his offensive skill definitely puts him in the top five at this point. You just can't ignore what he did last year, I don't think, as much as it may be a, a hot pick right now. And then the, my last two picks, I'll take either of Sagan or Ben. I think they're kind of a wash. And then I'll take either of Bergeron or Taves. Because I want so, so slightly how, more so, well-rounded. So, but I don't want e- both of either. So that's your top set. <laughs> no. No, he doesn't want both of either. You just, yeah. You're one or the other. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, I was just like, if I got Bergeron here, I might as well mention Taves, because it's pretty dumb not to. Um, and yeah. then I wanted Sagan, but I was like, oh, I should probably shout out Ben. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> crazy. Because for, really for me... They're literally just point for point last year, so... My top guy, I have... Yeah. I, Tyler Segan's a beauty, great last name and everything. I think Jamie Ben is just a better overall player. Time. I have Jamie Ben as number one. If I were starting a team tomorrow, Jamie Penn, thanks. It's not that. what it is, though. Ja- no, I know, but I'm just like, that's not that, that's like when I think of who the best forwards are, like, that's how I base my idea. Like, when I'm starting this team, like, Jamie Ben's the guy I want. I leads the NHL in points the last three years. Like, he's just steady. He plays physical. He does it all. Jamie Ben's the man. It's a pretty bogus pick, dude. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He called it a hipster pick earlier. I did. Bogus hipster, same. I don't want to repeat myself. He's great. He's, he's, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You're I, really taking him like over Ovechkin, even? Like, I know you don't like Sid. I have Sid ranked above Ovechkin. So, but anyway, let me let me continue on. Same same mindset I had for Jamie Ben. If I was starting team tomorrow, Jonathan Taves would be the, my next pick. Guy's proven leader. Does it all. Both ends <laughs> of the ice. Wins cups. He's worn the C on some very yeah. good teams. Lark- he's, Larkin's his next pick. He's a beauty. That. No, no. Number three is Sidney Crosby. Proven. I think almost Proven same. Rookie. Almost the same same reason. We haven't seen Ovechkin have the ability to go out and actually win the cups. Where Crosby has, you know, maybe he has a better team, whatever. But Crosby's done it. I'd take Crosby at three. Ovechkin at four. And of course, Connor McDavid sliding in at number five. Uh, 
Not going to lie, though, number six for me is Patrick Kane, but I just didn't want to conclude him in my top five, so I bumped Connor McDavid ahead of him. Sure, but Brock that is. is pretty crazy to say right at this point. You realize that, right? Like, McDavid's Well, I would rather have McDavid than Patrick Kane? Yeah. yeah. That's not that good. Like, for one season? It's pretty crazy. Like, kid who's played, like, 60, Dude, 50 games. Like, you got the fourth or fifth overall pick in fantasy right now. You're going to take Connor McDavid before you take Patrick Kane? Uh, I... It, I think I probably would. Like, no, maybe like no. not Rock's for sure. So hip, bro. Yeah, not for sure. Kane is so hip. I have. I, I'm pretty sure I have Kane. <laughs> we'll give you a week to points. think about this, and by next week's episode, we're asking. Dude, McDavid you realistically answer. was like a 90 point player. Oh yeah, and in his Patrick first year was 100. And Literally, in his, but in his first year, dude, it's gonna. Be, yeah, but we're talking just next year. We're not talking. Connor like, McDavid's the man. Okay. I just think, dude, like his Heard ceiling, his like we like last year was Patrick Kane's. That's his ceiling, man. I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous ceiling. But like McDavid can be like the best player in the league next year, for sure. I don't know. I don't know about. I for think sure. it's pretty. We'll see. But hey, he's definitely very good. I knew oh. for sure when I was typing out the old. Most uh, players have their prime season when they're about twenty-four, though. So he's still a couple years away from that. Which is perfect. I'll take him next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. And, and I don't know that. if Kane's reached his ceiling yet. Still. 104 points in, in this NHL. That's a ceiling. If I ever heard yeah, it. I don't know if Kane's going to top that, but. He's not. He's not even going to break 100 this year. Or not even going to break 90, maybe. Well, if you look at his you know, years prior. It's still a very good season. Oh, it's tremendous. Tremendous. Super good. Like, do like 50? Like, when, I, like, when I'm going through the projections, I'm just like, man, like, oh, 50 points for this guy? That's that's impressive. And then, it's like, awesome. other guys, like, 100. It's like, wow, you're really good you're good dude um but anyways we're gonna take a quick break you guys are gonna listen to some blue stones and then when we get back we're gonna talk about actual fantasy hockey uh apparently i'm i'm crazy because i'd rather have Connor mcdavid and patrick kane but we'll talk about guys that we think are gonna break out this year talk about our top rookies um it's a little less cut and dry as it was last year with Connor mcdavid and jack eichel but uh still fairly pretty cut obvious and dry. In my mind. Uh, yeah I mean, it is number one, but there's a, there's a lot of good rookies this year as long as they all make the teams. Uh, and then, of course, your fantasy questions. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll talk to you guys in a minute. To my left, your least favorite host, Brock Segan. Least favorite. To Hostess my further Lisa's. left, <laughs> your least favorite co-host, Beers Bonnie. Yeah. What's going on, guys? How, How we doing? It's good. Yeah. I just got uh, pretty much reamed out for seven minutes about Connor McDavid versus Patrick Kane. I'm oh, like, you're still... That's I'm the price of being a hipster, man. Yeah. You get to look a little bit cooler. You're still upset about and this. And you get torn down by everyone else yeah. who doesn't feel like... I feel like I'm totally not a hipster, though. No, you're not. 
Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Apparently, when it comes to fantasy hockey, I am hockey hipster. Okay, but uh, let's just get right into it. We gave we made the the listeners wait long enough. Sure. It's fantasy hockey time. This is what we're all here for. This is this is pretty much the whole premise of the podcast. Uh, Beebs, we started with you last time, so we're going to D on this one. Cool. D, we want your top three breakout candidates for 2016-2017. Who are they? Why are they? And I want to hear it. So we want to you want me to say all three? Well, like, yeah. And then tell me uh, why. Okay. Who are they and why? So first I got Tanner Pearson of uh, California's Los Angeles Kings <laughs> team. He had uh, 36 points last year, one of the best uh, courses in the league at 57.3% at even strength, uh, you know, which happens a lot when you play on the LA Kings. They kind of just ran that category last year. Of course. Um, but he scored 15 goals last year, shooting a respectable, honest 10.9%, and played just 14 and a half minutes a game. And I think with, you know, Milan moving out of town, uh, he's definitely moving up the depth chart at left wing. Uh, Lucic played about 17 and a half minutes a game, so we should see about a three-minute bump in his ice time, Pearson that is, and I think his counting numbers should definitely increase, so I think 36 points could probably jump to somewhere between 50 and 55. I don't think that's too much of a stretch at all. Uh, second on my list, I got Mika Zibanejad. The Just Mika Zib, according to the piece The paper. Mika Zib. Um, the newest New York Ranger. I don't yeah. know if that's true. They had anyone else after that. Nope. Nope. No one wearing 93. That's why I don't foresee a huge bump, but enough in production to go from being kind of like a fringe waiver wire pickup at 50 points last year to probably a mid-round-ish yeah. pick in uh, fantasy drafts. Like, he was like a waiver wire pickup and that lit it up. Like, those are the guys you look for. Sure. He had 50 points, though. It wasn't it was like... A, that's definitely rosterable. Sure. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think he's going to get towards the point of... Uh, Someone you can bank yeah. on. He's only getting be more productive. For. He's just he's playing with more skilled forwards. I, I at first I was going to say skaters, but uh, I don't really expect his power play production to increase too much after leaving Eric Carlson. Yeah, he's literally just and a like, machine. The Rangers blue line is so sketchy. It is, but uh, I've always thought Zimitrzad definitely had potential to be a top so tier good. playmaker, and uh, I I just think a slight bump in ice time, and like I said, playing with some slightly more talented forwards could see him jump into the sixty point range. Uh, and last, I got Adam Henrique. Uh, reasons are pretty obvious here. He's finally getting a top-tier forward to play alongside in Taylor Hall. Uh, I do think he'll probably see some aggression in the goal category. He had 30 goals off shooting yeah. 21 or 20% last year. Uh, but his assists should definitely see a boost. And Hall himself, you know, is definitely an underrated playmaker, I would say. Definitely good for at sure. just driving play in general. Uh, so, I, I again, this is another guy I'd, I'd target for falling in around 60 points. Hall is so crazy, too, because Hall's like this guy that I think like every year everybody banks on and just explode and just hasn't. Last year he started that way. Pretty sure he's like a point like, a game. Yep, yeah, pretty yeah, close to it, right? It's pretty good. It's so, but, yeah, but he doesn't stay healthy. Yeah, he doesn't stay healthy. Not get stepped on in warm-ups. And... <laughs> I think like every single time we bring up Taylor Hall, Beeps talks about how he got stepped on in warm-ups. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Hall. He doesn't really have like one recurring injury. It's kind of yeah. just been a Something string of bad different luck. every time. Yeah, yeah so this, that's the type of guy that I don't put any more stock in him getting injured. Maybe that's to a fault, but I don't really picture him getting injured any more than you know, the guy who's uh, Beeps, yeah. drop a name, who ne- never gets hurt. Oh, yeah. Shit. Brian Campbell. Brian. Well, uh, Anyway, I don't. <laughs> so I don't necessarily. Mind that just never misses games. Yeah, I don't necessarily think just because Hall has had a string of bad luck in the past that that's going to continue Mark's going forward. <laughs> obviously, the recurring injury is the type you want to look out for. Um, obviously, if Hall was to get hurt, it would affect Henrik. 
a lot. But even like Palmieri but, on the other side, like yeah. I don't think Palmieri is like the greatest forward ever. But he's he's coming off of a huge year, sure. Uh, and obviously, and the worst year, case, he goes back to what he had last year, which was still a pretty decent, year. very yeah. good year. And like those even two, worst even, case, he could drop off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but like even, but even like that is even, true. <laughs> even like Devonte Smith, Pelly, like once he went to New Jersey, he played a lot better. Like they do have some solid young wingers that if if they play as good as they they did with Jersey right. last year. But they've clearly made a point that Henry and Hall are at least going to start the year playing together. Yep. At the very least, you're going to see a lot of power play time together. So I would imagine that Henry's assists at least are going to take a bump. And I, he should still be over 20 goals. I wish I had a breaking news horn. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. Canada just comes in with another bronze medal in the women's 4x200 meter. Those yeah. chicks this is not are, breaking are, at all. Our American listeners. listeners are like, oh yeah, well we it's just huge. won five golds yeah. today. Oh, yeah. So sick yeah. bronze guys. The U.S. took gold for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Canada comes in. <laughs> <laughs> good. good horns actually. Yeah. Yeah. Was, the penny swim? Yeah, penny swim. Nice. Good for penny. Anyway. But uh, you, they already knew that, by the way. Who? The people of the future that are listening. <laughs> yeah, so it's not really that breaking. People of the future, yeah. But it's breaking for us right now. But, sure. Beebs, who's your top three breakout candidates for 2000 and... 16, 17. 16, 17. Can I do the same breaking horn right before? Like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, okay, well, it's not breaking. You know what, though? I like your... Back to D for a second. I like all three of those guys this year. They're, Thanks, man. That's uh, good. I'll try, man. All right, well, I'm really hoping to get Brock's approval on this one. So I'm coming in sweating now I'll because... Uh, a lot of pressure. But number one, um, I think it's kind of obvious after last year's playoffs, but Jonathan Druin is uh, is my first breakout guy. Such a polarizing character. Yeah. Well, uh, Jonathan Druin, he, we like always Barney. knew he had the talent. It was more just, you know, he wasn't really fitting anywhere. But now it seems he's going to be in the top six position in Tampa. That's a, that's a pretty gross top six. It is gross. Um, I literally have the same thing written on my page. I got yeah. nauseous just looking at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, he didn't hear Even though a third line of, like, Philip like, Callahan and, like, Whoever, Pocket or whoever it is, that's still it's a gross third line. Pocket. And my thing is with Stammer, he's never really, you know, Pocket. he's never really had that guy, um, you know, a winger that can really like he's had Kalorn and I don't even know. He's had he's had he's had decent players, but he's never really had an elite forward with Phil him. Villa, and then he plays on the wing yeah. or some stupid. Since Saint Louis, this is someone who yeah. can uh, who can uh, dish the puck over to Stammer, let him score, and at the same time, you know, poke some guys away from Stammer too with his own skills. Um, so I definitely have Jonathan Druin as a potential breakout. I think it's. Uh, it's pretty hard to see him not breaking out there. Yeah. He's in such a perfect position. Also, uh, with that team there, it just seems like they're making all the right moves. We even saw them bring in James Wisniewski today on a pro tryout. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting surrounded with some good pieces. Um, I do really like Drew and breaking out. And uh, and, and actually, uh, last year in the playoffs, he had 14 points in 17 games, um, which if you, if you were to put that across an 82-game season, that's 68 points. So uh, 68 points for a guy like that is... It's definitely something decent, and fantasy-wise, that's a, a 68-point guy. It's amazing. Like insane. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he might not keep up to his playoff pace, but that is no. definitely something that could be nice. Well, not worthy because you're obviously playing better teams. Yeah, in the playoffs. That, that is that better teams, Way better goal like, focus you know, on you, too. Like less goals because sure. they're not calling penalties every five seconds, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, number two, I got uh, Robbie Fabry out in St. Louis. Great pick. Um, this fabulous is pick. <laughs> fabulous pick. <laughs> uh, don't know why you guys it. added an R in there because fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. I see you. I see you. This is one of those rookies who kind of after after the first half of the season you would have been going oh Robbie Fabry uh, fantasy hockey ha ha ha. But after uh, after the second half he <laughs> actually uh, yeah, he actually had a pretty decent uh, <laughs> season to put together. 
37 points uh, across 72 games. That's not even bad for a rookie year. 18 goals, 19 assists. Um, so he shows he can both dish as well as score. And the uh, thing about Robbie Fabry that I really like is he's probably just going to move up that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, couple they love him, man. Lost they there. love him. Yeah, and Ken last Hitchcock year he was playing with Stastny and loves Brower. Him so, fab. so, I mean, if he's moving up to an even better line, I mean, no offense to Stastny or Brower, both great players. Maybe not great anymore, but both good players. Solid players. Yeah, now he's going to move up, potentially play with Tarasenko. Anyone who plays with Tarasenko. He's I mean, Tarasik, yo. He is absolutely <laughs> Tarasik. Um, <laughs> i to give my girl Jackie Redmond credit on that one. <laughs> Hey, Jackie. <laughs> oh, my God. Robbie <laughs> Fabulous and Tarasik, yo. Tarasik. What a segment. It's going to be a line. And uh, another thing about Robbie Fabulous, he's only 20 years old right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be 22 probably by the time the season starts. Just but still, child. if you have a keeper league, that's a, that's a pretty sexy number right there. So. Yeah. He's like the type of guy. Turned on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got you going. Sorry. Um, but the third one of those podcasts. Third person we're going to bring out here to break out um, goes back to Tampa Bay. And uh, I think it's uh, another guy who kind of stepped up in the playoffs last year, and that's uh, Andre Veselevsky, who, um, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people know about this guy. He's a stud. Dipping in the goaltending. I like um, it. I did. I wanted to hit something different. The riot tag. Yeah. But the one thing I do think which is going to happen with Vasilevsky that is only going to help him is Las Vegas is coming into the league and Tampa is not going to be able to uh, secure their two goalies. I believe they're going to get rid of Bishop at some point this year, a lot like Anaheim did with Frederick Anderson. And uh, I could see Vasilevsky taking that starting job. And he's taking that starting job on a very, very good team. If that's fantasy hockey and you're you're struggling midway through the year and then you have, you're just been holding on to Vasilevsky and he becomes a starter, that could absolutely turn your season around. here first. Yeah, so uh, keep an eye on that guy. I mean... He's only 22. He's great. He's uh, he's had experience in the past two playoffs. Last year in this in these previous playoffs, put up a 9.25 save percentage. As we mentioned, playoffs is a lot harder than regular season. That's uh, especially as on goaltender. Solid. Yeah. So it shows that you know they do have a lot of a, a lot of faith in him. Bishop's gone down the past two years. How much uh, you know how the the string's probably pretty short on that guy. And uh, and I do believe that that Bash could take over. Could be uh, could be a steal. Can't believe they have like Vasilevsky, Bishop, and Gudelovsky's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good looking trio. Uh, of but my top three breakout candidates, I'm going uh, same side as Beebs here with Jonathan Drouet. Um, 2015-16, obviously a really weird year for Drouet. Like yeah. there was weird for everyone though, and around like it. I, it was just it was weird. But he ended up coming back, didn't get traded, and he finished. He finished the year on such a high note that it kind of made people forget about the whole. Like he was getting, it was to the point where it was like let this guy go, yeah, almost, because he's such a you know he's he's, he's like just he's the yeah, people, in the room. That's what it sounded like. But then all of a sudden he comes back and he was great. He ended up having like you said only ten points, twenty one regular season games, but a very good playoff run, fourteen points in seventeen games. Uh, as you mentioned, Beebs, key member of a very good top six in Tampa Bay. And uh, in my opinion, obviously, has all the ability in the world to break um, 50 points, I think, is, is, yeah. is very attainable for him, 60 even as well. Um, I have him projected at 22 goals, 32 assists, um, so 54 points uh, for this year, which is basically directly in the middle of 50 and 60. Yeah, um, so, and then number two on my list here is Nikolai Ehlers. Um, the Jets eased... Ehlers into the NHL in his rookie season. He played around 14 to 15 minutes uh, per night um, like for like the entire year, pretty much, from October to February. 
and he was scoring at a 38-point-per-82-game pace um, leading up to that. But as soon as the Jets dealt Andrew Ladd to Chicago, <laughs> Ehlers got a bump in playing time, so much so that he went from 14 minutes a night to 19 and a half minutes a night. Like, just a huge bump. <laughs> went right to the first line. Ended up finishing the year with 11 points in the final 13 games. So now, Ladd obviously doesn't come back to Winnipeg. Signs uh, in Brooklyn. And now, Ehlers is a first-line forward. Mm-hmm. Tons of skill. Like, just so much skill. It's insane. The most skill. He's going to play now 19 minutes, 18 minutes a night. Apparently. For an entire year. And... Pfft. Even 17. Like, yeah, but like, you're not, you not. You can't average 19 minutes. Like, no. like, we, saw, we saw Mark Shifley break out last year. They got Brian Little. It doesn't matter which one of those guys he plays with. Got... Blake Wheeler on the wing. There's a lot of talented forwards there. They, they brought in some nice pieces, too. They're, they're adding Patrick Lyon to the mix. Kyle Connor's probably coming over from the University of Michigan. It's going to be a talented group, but Ehlers is the top of my list for breakout candidates uh, on that team. And then for me, honestly, typical uh, Brock fashion, I was unable to actually pick three. I had to go with four, so I have a 3A and 3B. Um, classic. Yeah, Classic. Uh, much like Beebs, I went in net as well, but I went um, with Jake Allen. Obviously, Brian Elliott was traded to Calgary this offseason. Uh, Allen comes in with a strong career 9.15 save percentage, and he finally gets a, f- a chance to be a full-time starter. Um, obviously, wins are kind of a difficult stat to project because it's a team yep, very much statistic, so. but obviously he plays for a good team. They don't seem to be going anywhere. And he, it's worth noting that he has won 64% of his 89 career starts. So if that continues, let's say he just decides, you know, I'm just going to continue what I've been doing because we have a good team in front of me. I'm going to win 64% of my starts again this year. And now that he's number one guy, he might start, what, 65 games? That's 42 wins right there. Yeah, sure. 42 yeah. wins would have been good for second in the NHL last year behind only Braden Holtby's 48. Uh, so Jake Allen obviously has shown the ability he can be a number one guy, finally getting the opportunity uh, only has Carter Hutton behind him, so not a ton of uh, competition Competition for the number one job. So look for Jake Allen to have a humongous year. And then 3B for me was David Pashanak. Uh, Pashanak was – he was so highly sought after in drafts last year as like the yeah, – as, as this guy. He was like this guy that we – but last year we were like, oh, he's going to break exact out. Exact same blah, blah, blah. thing, yeah. Uh, but he obviously had a tough start to the year, broke his foot at the start of the year. Ended up – That is a tough start. Ended up going – to the World Juniors with the Czech Republic kind of as like a, like a rehab stint. But when he came back uh, to the Bruins after he went to Providence for a little bit when he got back, he ended up scoring 13 yeah. goals with 9 assists in the final 41 games of the year. Um, so that would put him on pace for 26 goals over an 82-game season, which I think is where you'll find him this year. Maybe not yeah. quite 26, but the, the low to mid-20s 20 to in 25, goals. Sure. Uh, and then he's also got tons of playmaking ability as well. So you're looking at maybe... 25 to 30 assists as well. So he's a f- potential 50-point guy with tons of upside. Um, Definitely a guy you could probably target in the later ends of the draft. Yeah, like this is all we're really looking for here. I mean, uh, yeah. he plays both sides of the wing too, which is always nice. They added, like, they added, you know, David Backus and stuff, but I don't think, like, he's still going to be a top six forward ultimately. Um, that team has got a lot of skill. I like the, I like the Bruins up front. Their blue line is yeah, a little sketchy, yeah. but uh, we're 16 minutes in the second half here, boys. Why don't we just quickly run through our top three rookies um, that we have 
who basically we're not going to talk about who the top three rookies are going to be. Just who do you guys think is going to finish one, two, three in rookie scoring? Um, D, we'll go back to you. I'm going to say <laughs> you really want to. I'm going to venture a guess here and say that Austin Matthews tops this list. But right, I mean, even if you weren't a Leafs fan, I think he should probably be there. Yeah, sure, close. But because I am a Leafs fan, he's there. I got number two, William Nylander, and number three, I got Mitch Marner. No. <laughs> no. No. That's not like your actual top three, is it? Uh, that's what I came prepared with. No. no. All right, Boobs, just redeem the podcast. Wait, how is it? Okay, first of all, that's not that ridiculous to say. If the three of them finish one, two, three, one. are you kidding me? Not happening. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. no. But at least two of the three is very plausible. Yeah. And I got a hard time yeah. differentiating who's going to be more effective. Okay, stop making those noises. It's rookies, man. Yeah. None of these guys are guaranteed to put up points yeah, at all. On that these team, guys aren't even guaranteed to, like to make team. Marner and Nylander are definitely going to be on the team. They can't go back anywhere else. You're not going to send Nylander back to the AHL. Marner's not yeah, going back to the three, CHL. Could you imagine they finish one, two, three? Could happen. <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> Can I step in? If it happens, I'll buy you a case of beer for sure. I just don't think they're going to be that far off from some of the other guys. Like, well, because like realistic, realist, realistically, the rookies are always kind of in the same right. vicinity. Yeah, 40 except to 50 there's points. the McDavid's and the Panarin's. Yeah. Right, I just think these guys are going to see yeah. a tick of more ice time and power play time than uh, the other guys on the list because dude, Tyler Bozak's still in Toronto. Come on, true that. Someone's got to win faceoffs. Yeah, Beebs. Yeah, go with three. Okay, not Maple Leafs. Number one, I have Patrick Laine, um, and I put him above Matthews because of Why? Who, he, who he's playing with. Okay, up sure. top. Who okay. is he playing with? He's gonna be playing with probably Blake Wheeler and either Shifley or Little. Nice. And uh, those two guys, I think, are better wingers than. Why is Laine just guaranteed a spot on the top line? I missed that. I thought Ehlers was playing on the top line. Well, like it's gonna be second line first. I was gonna be cynical now because you guys chirped the hell out of what was supposed to be. I didn't can go ahead. No fun hearted pit. No, it was was great. I love every second of it. Yeah, I. That's what Connor McDavid was for me. He was his fun hearted pick, and you guys torched me. So (laughs) I think Lane is an extremely talented. Don't dish it out if you can't take it, bro. I'm taking it right now. But um, no, I do have Lane out there too. Um, I I I believe he's at least gonna lead rookies in goals. Um, Goals for sure. sure. I'm putting that that up there because of uh, Brett Hall. Have you have you seen this kid shot though? It's like sure, but I I mean you know shooting percentages like fluctuate more than anything else. I have a hard time saying anyone's gonna lead anything in goals for sure. Well, okay, for sure. Other than like Alexander Ovechkin. Okay, number two. (laughs) But I can still not add. Stamkos could shoot. shoot Anyway, number two to make D happy. Not to make D happy. I have Austin Matthews. I do think he's uh, he's gonna be number two. One because he has Toronto's golden boy, so they're gonna give him all the ice. He got three golden boys, baby. (laughs) Because it's Toronto's golden boy. They're one. I never make a lot of ice. Austin Matthews, other than Michael Grabner. People don't forget. All right, let's stop keeping track of all the Detroit and Colorado suggestions that are made on this. Podcast. I never suggest Colorado guys because they're not that good at fantasy hockey. That's actually. I thought Joel. I true. thought Joe Colbert was going to be on your breakout candidate list. For yeah. sure. I I never just like I realized that Colorado players suck at fantasy hockey, and that's just the way it goes. It's Dude, Nathan McKinnon's going to have like eighty points this yeah, year. Yeah, and Duchesne's good. Barry's good, but that's about like I'm not going to you know I'm not going to be suggesting. How good is like Landis Cog though? Like, shouldn't he just be like unreal? It's all right. He, Where's the C? I got. I appreciate it. Kind of looks like me. A I always bit. think I Landis Cog like is gonna be just. I draft. Yeah. I draft yeah. Landis Cog in fantasy hockey like every year. I'm like, oh, this is definitely the a member year. of the Aryan race. Yeah. 
No, Landis Cog, he's one of those guys, though, where I think he does a lot more on the ice than he yeah, does. Yeah, no, he's like a Jonathan Taves, Patrice Bergeron, that a better real player than they are. Yeah, he's definitely overrated, for but sure. But my <laughs> number three rookie... <laughs> no, my number three rookie... Um, I kind of have a 3-4 split here. And this uh, this totally depends on tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I have him in the four, but uh, I have Jimmy Vesey there. And just quickly, he can sign with any team as of tomorrow. So depending where he goes, I could see Jimmy Vesey having a very good year. Um, How old is he? He is 23, I believe. Um, cool. 22 or 23, but he but he's, um, he's like 104 points in 70 games uh, in university hockey. That's pretty good. He's <laughs> very good. It's more than likely expected to be a top six forward where he does get signed. That's what they that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they so say I can see him there. But um, if say in he ends up in uh, they top say, four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they do say though he's interested in Chicago, which I think if he goes to Chicago, maybe not this year. He won't be uh, in that top three, but in years to come, I would hate it if he did go to Chicago. He knows there's no. Uh, Money for a big contract dump. Yeah, I don't think he's figured it out. He's just like, cup, cup, cup. Asian hasn't crunched those numbers yet. Like, wait, there's two guys. You need twenty million. Didn't this guy go to Harvard? Harvard too. Like, it's your uh, smart guy. Yeah, he should know these numbers. But anyways, uh, at number three, I actually have Dylan Strome. Um, reason I have Dylan Strom here is just uh, I think he's going to be put in a pretty prime position like the other couple of guys there, but Arizona... Especially or, now, sorry. like he wasn't guaranteed a <laughs> no, spot. Right, yeah. <laughs> you try to correct yeah. yourself to Phoenix? Yeah, <laughs> so I to go. Yeah, Arizona though, they... Uh, there's, I mean, they got bought One the Phoenix Star. Yeah, one, in, one more than Phoenix Star. But like Arizona got rid of... Got rid of the, one of their top players in Michael Mikel Bodker over and there, and they just so. bought out Antoine Vermette. Yeah, so they're just uh, they're losing old bodies. They're bringing in new bodies. I think Strom, yeah, Strom could it was like injured. basically like Strom and Christian Dvorak were fighting for like one spot, and then I think like Arizona was just like, we're just gonna buy out this old Vermette guy, yeah. and they're both gonna be on. Vermette's team. good, and Strom is good, but they they were just like literally like now like. Oh, it made sense, I guess. Four four of their top six forwards I mean, I don't know if it made sense, are going to be like Max Domi, Duclair. Anthony Duclair, Duke. Christian Defer- Dvorak, Tobias and, and Reader. Maybe. Maybe. No, he's gone, too. Maybe. He's going to the KHL. Yeah, he he was going to go to the KHL, and he realized I'll probably just get the shit beat out of me by some <laughs> dumber guy. <laughs> so now he's waiting until after the world. Or my coach is going to punch my face in. <laughs> um, but for me, quickly, I went, obviously, Austin Matthews, number one. Obviously. At- at 53 points, I uh, have him projected at 25 goals, 28 assists. Uh, tight race for second. I actually have the teammates as hopefully if both of them make the team um, as I expect them to. I have Patrick Wine oh. and <laughs> Kyle Connor, both of the Winnipeg Jets, tied for Pick second at uh, <laughs> at 46 yeah. points each. It's not guaranteed that they're going to be there, but it looks like both players are going to be on that team uh, come the start of the season. And then, uh, I guess, tied for fourth in this situation would be Dylan Strom of the aforementioned Coyotes and Mitch Marner from the aforementioned Maple Leafs. Big word. Um, aforementioned. I have I have William Nylander slightly under Marner. Marner's just ridiculous. Everybody compares him to... Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, which is probably why you love him. Brock's so much. favorite player. I love um, him because he, he's really good. He's pretty good. And he's on my favorite team. Not that I really cheer that much these days, but it's pretty good. Um, the Beebs looking on the it's app. Coming. It's Beebs, coming. It's uh, it's your turn to uh, uh, to read. Get a little Twitter Twitter-y. question. So nice. Let's go. It's been a long time. Oh, we, loved, we loved all your guys' responses. It was ex- it was exciting to. Say hey, let's go fantasy hockey podcast and have everybody kind of tweet in like everybody, every, well not everyone on Twitter. There's like we are fired up. People are fired up for us. Maybe not us so much, but just fired up for fantasy hockey. 
And we're just here to provide some insight yeah. and have a good time. Before we start, I do have to apologize. There was one guy on Twitter. He came at us, and he was not came at us. He was great. <laughs> he, he's like, uh, come have me, bro. He mentioned. He said him and his friends were, you know, super excited. Uh, super, they heard our last podcast. Super excited for one to come out. And I tweeted at him from our podcast account, like, oh, just uh, be ready in the next couple of days. Like your wishes will be, uh, will be grant. Like not grant. That sounds ridiculous. But I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I basically told him we're gonna put out an episode, and then I went on vacation for a week. Yeah, <laughs> so, got um, him. Sorry about that. But um, anyways. Keep your um, eyes peeled. Thank you for, tw- Bye. Thank you for tweeting at us. Um, again, that's at DFO vacation Podcast. From vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no, how she just works. vacation from the grind. <laughs> but um, tweet at us at, at DFO Podcast. Um, and that's on Twitter also. You can feel free to send your questions on uh, the Daily Faceoff website. We questions, get to feelings, those. you know. Yeah. Update on your day. Anything you want. Yeah, we'll get into we're it. We just want to talk about it. We can just talk. Yeah, we're good listeners. As much as you think... We're, we're actually not. Ter- I'm a terrible listener. I'm Shut just- up. I'm talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this question comes from Adam Glavani. We'll say that's how you say Glavani. it. Glavani? Yeah. Oh, Glavani. Because like Doc's it. just... We're just going to apologize ahead of time for yeah. messing up your name. Anyways. But you got too many consonants together. Yeah. Adam asks. Um, he says, looking forward to it, which uh, is the show itself. So can't wait for your ears to get some of this. And then 10-team... Uh, <laughs> Head-to-head points keeper, first overall pick, Matthews or Line A. And he says, can't help but lean towards Line A. Who, and then, um, yeah. That's, uh, that's All right. Good. I'm going to take this. I actually wrote down Matthews originally, but I just kind of thought about it for a second. And I think I would actually go Line A for the sole reason that I think he's going to be a better goal scorer, which is harder to come by in fantasy hockey. And he's a winger versus a center. It's so much harder to find wingers and it is to find centers in fantasy hockey. And if it's a keeper... Right, he, but I'm just going to say Matthews will probably be playing a lot of wings to start the year, too. He could. He so might, he could he might get the dual eligibility. He might get the dual position eligibility. But if he doesn't, if he's just a center or whatever, Line A as a, as a winger, they're both so close. They're mm-hmm. both going to be unreal. Like These are guys but that are going to be top 20 points, points guys in a couple years. Like They're both great. Line A... It's a little harder to come by goals. I think that Matthews over, you know, let's say the next five years or three years or whatever, will have more points. But goals will be line A, and it's, like I said, it's a little easier to find a center than it is a winger. I would go line A, but by a hair, not. Yeah, I guess it's so tight. I think you flip a coin and it's just, airtight. Yeah. Which yeah. Are, if you're leaning, if you can't help but lean towards line A, you might as well just lean. Go towards on it. You, you're obviously going Matthews in this situation. I would just listen to no. I I don't know, man. Like whatever. But I I, I just think if <laughs> whatever. I, well, I was gonna say something, but I'm just not. But I I think if you were, uh, I don't know. I think if I was in this situation and I picked Line A and Matthews turned out to be a lot better, I'd feel a lot worse than if it was the reverse situation. That's just because Matthews true. kind of feels. If like you could just guarantee me though, like like let's say like Line A's a winger all year and. Matthews is a center, like doesn't get that dual position eligibility. It's lining. But if Matthews, like at the start of the year, ten games in, all of a sudden he's center left wing or center right wing, then yeah, Matthews is is more valuable. Question number two. But at the draft, it's tough. Yeah. Question Safe number two. Pick. Uh, Safe pick. From Kyle Krishy. Don't be a hipster. Chris, Did you say that right? Chris. Kyle Krishy. No, Kyle it's Krish. not. There's no. There's one E after an a C H. No. <laughs> Question number two. He, wrote, Kyle anyways, he, actually, he actually writes for Wings Nation, and he's also the guy that made the theme song. So, so you should probably know how. Yeah, we should probably. Yeah. Cow, How am I the one? Thanks, Kyle. Rock works for Wings Nation as well, and I'm the one getting ripped on for not knowing it here. Dude, the first time I talked to him, I thought his name was. I thought his name was Kirsch. 
Well, I thought it was K-I-R. Well, at least K-I-R. I didn't go near Kirsch. That's what yeah. happens when you're dyslexic. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it happens. He asks, who should the five D-men... First five D-men. First five D-men. I, that didn't come up in my notes, but who should the first five D-men be off Just the board? Just throwing shade at Brock. <laughs> 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 Sons right. of bitches. So, uh, who should be the first five D-men off the board, and uh, where do I take McDavid? One question at a time there, Kyle. Well... <laughs> First five team yeah. off the board. Obviously, we've got Carlson, uh, and then I think Subban and Yossi are going to be just a, a little bit better than Yossi and Weber were together, which is obviously going to be huge. So both of them are in the top five. I probably would take Yossi closer to five or six than I would two or three. And then the other two guys is Chris Letang. Obviously, uh, he's huge because. He does it all. He scores like crazy. Obviously, the health is still a concern, but he was he managed to turn in a pretty healthy season last year. And then Brent Burns um, burst on the scene last year. I wouldn't take Bursted. I wouldn't take Burns over the Subans and the Tangs, although he was better last year. I would. I think people are going to really need to calm their expectations on Burns this year. Like the goals last year was just insane. It's that he's going to regress a touch. Like that was. That's a career year. Like, that happens sometimes. But he's still probably going to finish the year between, you know, four, five, six, seventh best defenseman with tons of goals, tons of shots. So, Carlson, Subban, Letang, Burns, Yossi is my top five. The only thing I would switch is I would drop Letang and put Doughty in. So, Doughty is like one of those... And I would let Weber hit the waiver wire. Yeah. Eat your hearts out, Habs fans. (laughs) I wouldn't actually do that, but... He's gonna score twenty goals still, probably because he shoots one hundred and ten miles per hour. You know what? You know what's crazy about Weber? The addition of Weber. I think Doughty needs to be in here, but yeah. I, I don't like Doughty in fantasy either. hockey. To be honest with you, well, I do. He only had like what fifty points last year. Solid, but maybe he's, more. He's very good. He's got a solid four. Which the one, know. the one thing that I've been writing about in my draft kit a lot is the addition of Weber affects, like taking out Subban and putting in Weber affects. The other Habs defenseman more than it affects Subban or Weber's value. I think Subban and Weber are, are just like they, they're unreal. They're gonna just do what they do. But with Subban in that lineup, you put Mark off with him because he's not a great skater, but he's a great you know he can move the puck. He can he can set Subban up. But now with Weber, who's not obviously as mobile as Subban is, you're looking at a guy like probably Nathan Bullyu moving up, playing with Weber because he's more mobile, can can do it. And then now all of a sudden. Boyu becomes way more valuable than he was when Subban was a half. Maybe, in my opinion, yeah. that's like. And, and then I think I think Markov takes a hit when you add Weber. Then, or maybe they put Markov. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. That's just what I like. I look at like a guy like Boyu as being a. a the halves forwards are also going to take a hit because there's no real solid puck mover on that. Team. Well, not like as not anywhere close to yeah PK Subban. Right, it's a crazy trade. Yeah, a crazy dumb trade. Mm-hmm. Not the smartest. But anyways, and then where do you take McDavid? I took him the top 10 last year. Everybody thought that was crazy. He ended up actually being a point per game, so I don't feel bad about it at but all. But he was not a top he's 10. He's easily a top 10 pick again this year, in my opinion, and he's bordering on top 5. I'd take him in the 5 to 10. Like, yeah. yeah, I agree. Like The only guys I would take for sure before him is Crosby, Ovechkin. Uh, there's a few more. Yeah. Jamie Benn. Patrick Kane. Probably maybe Sagan, and I would Back take to this debate. me personally. I would take Carlson before him, but that's just because eighty points out of the defense. I'm, I'm like I'm 
I've never had Carlos on my fantasy team, so I think it's oh, awesome. He is phenomenal. I, I think like no, I, think, I just think seven, even if he only hits seventy points, only even if he only hits set, like that uh, to me that's still more valuable than a forward hitting ninety points. Yeah, which is I just like I, I've never I've never like I'm not like the guy that I, that I'm not that Carlson guy. There's always that Carlson guy. Yeah, there's draft. always that Carlson guy. But like, I think I Carlson just, should be going like borderline yeah, top, top five three, this year. Even, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't like I, like he had 82 points last year. It's ridiculous. It's I just I've never had him. I think like the, like that's the one thing about fantasy. You need to like sometimes you need to like have players to appreciate them. Yeah. Well, like, I just don't think you people really them. understand. Like the average fantasy forward probably puts up like 55 to 60 points right on a good team. Right. Yeah. And then obviously, like it'll depend, like if like you're a going, rosterable forward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're, it'll dip a little bit if you're going for goals. The average defenseman is like 30, 30, 30 to forty. So yeah, he's doubling that. Yeah. No, it's no. He's. I just. I've. I've never been the guy that took Carlson. I don't. I think like if I ever like I'm probably gonna take him like every league now this year. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. No, some, I would take him before McDavid. So yeah, I, that's why I think McDavid's right around probably that six five six to ten range. Yeah. yeah. Six, seven, eight. Anyways, and then there's a handful of guys you can probably make. An I just remember last just year, just because like, they're safer picks. I and there's no, year, I don't think there's any problem with being safe, uh, with a nice solid floor with your first round pick because there's yeah. nothing that can destroy a fantasy team faster than a bust of a first round pick. Nick Flynn, no first round pick. Yeah, that's not just a bad choice. <laughs> no, it's uh, I remember last year it's crazy because people were people were asking me like, where do I take the team? I'm like, he's a first round pick. He's a first round pick. He's a first round pick. People were like, oh, I got him in the seventh. I was like. You, you win. You did good. You yeah. win. You yeah. won the league. All right. But then he got hurt. Third anyway. question, though. Um, this one comes from PW Justin or PW Justin. One of the two. Probably the later. <laughs> Probably his name. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks, P Dubs. But um, question is one season, keep one of Druin or Acaposo. The, uh, the categories are goals, assists, points, power play points, shots. I keep going back and forth. Put fourth, like the number fourth. It's okay. It's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. <laughs> I uh, I have Ocposo by hair. I guess it's close, but a little Ocposo there's just hair. there's just too much there's too much still uncertainty behind Drouin. Yeah, like Ocposo's safer. He's safer. Depends what kind of mood you're in. Like if, we've obviously yeah. we've obviously talked honestly about before how Ocposo has. Analytically speaking, has struggled a little bit away from Tavares, but now it's still respectable. But he's going; he's still a good player, and now he's going. He's going to play with O'Reilly or Eichel, who are both quality centers in their own right. Only getting better. Yeah, and Eichel, I just—I mean, even I, O'Reilly's twenty-three years. I think old it just depends. Like, so it depends how many beers you got in your system when you're making this call. Like, if you're I'm about take, three or four beers deep, you might be feeling a little risky. If you're about seven or eight, you oh, you're taking go for that pick. You're taking That's not joint. neither yeah. of them. You just take Poyarvi or something. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Uh, but I think you're right. I think Ocposo is a much safer pick, but at the same time, <laughs> I think Juan is ceiling tire. At the same time, I think the average fantasy player is going to value Juan more, and he'll, you're probably going to watch him go in the first round of your keeper league draft if you let him go, which Bye, is probably Johnny. not the case for Ocposo. So maybe, maybe keep Juan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just maybe. I agree with that one. Anyway, it, it's a tough one. That's that it. is true, though. I never really thought about the fact that like. He's going first round. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, this guy could hit seventy points, which is very true. But it's like he drafting is it's, it's weird to say, but like drafting is definitely very different than deciding who to keep because oh, for sure. you want a very good base. At least me, I don't like taking too many risks uh, when I'm keeping players. And it sounds like this is a pretty deep keeper league if you're picking between Akpos and Drew. or your team's just crap. But uh, team's good. Like, or like you, I just got like three you, keepers. Or, your or team's you only have really like a, yeah, a couple keepers. I don't know. Anyways, we have a fourth question here. 
Okay, and this one comes to us uh, from at the underscore BK8. So BK underscore. His uh, actually his Twitter picture is like like a burger, some type of Burger King logo. So BK okay. stands for. So he's a big BK guy. You don't I, find those that much anymore. No McDonald's guys. Anyway, apparently Burger King is coming out. They like tested it. The mac and cheese thing. No, they like Black they did Whopper. like. No, it's like a. <laughs> It's like a Whopper. That's crazy shit. I think it's called a Whopperito. It's like a yep. Whopper mm-hmm. burrito. Saw that. And they tested it and like apparently it did really good. And then they're just like releasing it out, but it's literally just like a Whopper, like just like chopped up and just like put it Ugh. in a wrap. Like it, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's like a burrito. <sighs> so good. Just get the Whopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just only go to Burger King on a Wednesday and get Whoppers, and then you don't have to ever worry about your life choices. Anyways, yeah, this uh, comes from V. Underscore BK8. He asks Radulov's point product projection, and he says, "How far will he fall before he becomes a lottery win for taking him so far down?" Radulov um, is the type of player that is. You almost have to avoid him in fantasy hockey this year. Early on, anyway, you don't want to rely on. Like if he drops, if he drops, he's a great pick, but. Everyone, he's what like. Drops? What round would you want to take him in? Seven. You, I wouldn't. If he drops a seven, he's gold. Sure. If he like, but he's gonna be like a fourth round pick. Well, seven's oh, yeah. only Someone's like gonna take that's it. still like top one hundred. Someone's players. taking that risk. People, does yeah. That's, he's gonna be like fourth rounds. Like he'll be a top thirty in scoring this year. If he doesn't isn't an idiot, we'll but see. He might be an idiot. Well, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm well, not, I just I'm think, not I just, that safe in saying that. Because I just think Radulov is going to just uh, go too early. Like these, like yeah, like you sure. know, like you know, just when, don't be that guy. You know when that. Jonathan Taves is going. You know, like there's like those guys that you just know when they're going to go. You can get a gauge. Radulov's a guy that like everybody's wondering about. Everybody's wondering about how good Radulov is going to be. Is he going to be an 80 point player? Is he going to be a 60 point player? Is he going to be a 40 point? Player? So he's going to go too too early than he, like earlier than he should. It, I, I would take him. I wouldn't take him in the first four rounds. I can't see him. If he being, drops to five, six, I would take him one hundred percent. I actually haven't projected to be a top thirty uh, among forwards, which basically means he's yeah, probably. I think your projection is pretty high. Basically means he's thirty one because there's like top thirty forwards, and you put Carlson in there, and then well, you, I have him at sixty eight points, yeah, twenty seven goals, forty one assists. Dude, he ripped off the the KHL. Like if he stays, healthy. I don't think he's gonna have forty assists, dude. I don't think there's any way he's gonna hit that. I could definitely be eating my words, but I don't. I don't think so. Put a hundred penalties on top of that, too. Yeah, I, I think he's That's gonna have thing. a fair he's amount of goals. He's gonna pick up some penalty yeah. and if you're in Pim's league, he's gonna go even. Earlier. If you're in Pim's league, you gotta give your head a shake. But <laughs> I, I, I think he's gonna get a lot of goals. We we talked about this before. There's a, gonna be a lot of power play time coming his way for sure. But he plays on a lot of patch ready, man. He's gonna pick up a lot of apples. Yeah. On the power play, dishing it across. The I don't show think he's ever. gonna play with Patrick, but might not. Yeah. But you were the one that told me today, Patrick scores. Like I have never played with anybody more skilled than Radulov. I didn't tell you that. that was actually me. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Sorry, I never played with anybody more skilled than Radulov. It sounds like they're best buds already. Yeah, sounds like they want to play together. Sounds like he's better than David DeHarnay. Yeah, well he is. <laughs> so are you? I, I yeah, like, I'm slightly, good. Slightly. <laughs> I I would kind of I don't know. I wouldn't take him. If David DeHarnay was a rookie, he would have finished. Fourth or fifth on your rookie position. I would avoid Radulov, and if someone takes him in the fourth round and he ends up getting 70 points, you pat that guy on the back and say, good for you. You took a risk, bro. Because no, you don't, not, take, him the four, you you don't, you don't risk, take him on the fourth round. I, I, I kind of expect him to be like maybe like 30 goals, 25 assists. So this guy's question, though, is how far will he fall before he becomes a lottery win? Seven. I'd say six seven. or seven. seven. Yeah. But like he, he won't fall that far. Probably Unless not. like you're in a league that's oblivious to how actually good this guy is, although he is just 
an absolute meathead. And he's never produced well at the NHL level. Points per game wise isn't terrible. He's not that great. He's but not like, that not good. He's not sixty eight good. He wasn't. No, not, yeah. But like his KHL numbers are just sure. You can't like. Totally I, had, I had a hard time like looking at his KHL numbers and just being like. You like, saw that preseason game. Well, it's a joke. Yeah, but dude, like last, <laughs> last, last year, I took into consideration Artemi Panarin's KHL numbers, and, and he he outscored right. Ilya. But but but, but not playing with Patrick Kane this year. No, I don't. But like even last no, that's year, not a no. I know, like that's a huge yeah, thing. This I think Matt's a better player points. than Panarin, though. Maybe, but he's not playing with Kane. I don't, I don't know if he is. But, I, but like I wasn't concerned. I was saying like I took I, I took those numbers into project in into consideration for my projection for our Artemi Panarin. Right, year. and I only had him at like fifty points. Right, because and he didn't take in consideration Patrick Kane scoring one hundred five points. How could you? Well, of course you can't. It's impossible. But whatever. We're, but anyways, we gone pretty long. That is episode. Who knows. Of the Daily Face Off podcast. Yeah. To my left, BB's Bunny. To my yeah. right, Dylan D. Berthium. Y'all listen guys. to the uh, y'all listen to the Blue Stones on the way home and enjoy your night. Yeah. See ya. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.